0: God's blessing is on the house. Amen? And all that God is doing in your lives, and we're excited about it in the future. Glory to God. Um, Today is the first day of November, as it's already been said. And we're just... we're, We're labeling this month as thanksgiving month which we know that thanksgiving is a day on the 26th of this month but this is a day of or a month of thankfulness and as a result of that um, we're going to take this whole month and create an attitude and an atmosphere of gratefulness of thankfulness of gratitude and We're going to talk about it all month, and today in my message, I'm going to give you a challenge. Um, The title of my message, at least today, (laughs) may change about four times all month, but at least today, the title of my message is The Great State of Gratitude. The Great State of Gratitude. Um, Over the last few years, um, I've preached some very direct messages in regards to being thankful. And one of the things this month that you're going to take away from what we share and what we preach, one of the things that you'll take away from this is realizing that having a thankful heart is a, is a state of mind. The, the great state of gratitude. It's a state of mind. It's something that has to be like concrete on the inside of you. It has to be established in you. And what happens is, it becomes like a weapon. It becomes a weapon in your life to destroy anything that is contrary to thankfulness and being thankful because every day you can count in the day one of the years when we taught this message i i had people years ago i had people count how many times a day that they had the potential to be ungrateful and unthankful for things and and probably close to a hundred times a day, you've got something to complain and and be unthankful and ungrateful towards or about. And um, so, we're going to build a little foundation today and throughout the next several services, I'm going to challenge you with being grateful and thankful every day for something new. Um... How many people are on social media? You're on social media. Lift your hand real high if you're on social media. Okay. So, this morning, I I started the grateful and thankful. I got a I got a lot of people saw that. I didn't think people would see it. I guess they're not in church. Anyway. <laughs> um, I know they're all on the West Coast, that's what it is. Uh, so I started this morning with my post for being grateful and thankful. There it is. It's on the screen. I, well, this is on Instagram and it's on Facebook also. So today I said, I'm so grateful today for my bride of over 36 years. And all that God has done in and through our lives. And so grateful that God gave her to me. So grateful that she chose to marry me. I don't know where I'd be if she didn't. This Thanksgiving month I'm challenging myself and the people of Gates of the City. To have an attitude of of gratitude. To see the good in people. And to develop a thankful heart. So if you're on social media and you're not following Gates of the City. Or me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, whatever else there is, um, if you're not following us, follow us. If you're not on social media, what I'm going to challenge you to do is to put pictures up around your house, make little notes of things that you're thankful for every day, something new every day. Every day I'm going to post something new and I challenge you to use, put that back up there for me, oh there, there, right there, no that's alright, um, there, all, all those hashtags. So today, for me, was day one. It's, it's day one for you if you get on and, and do it today. Uh, grateful at Gates is another hashtag. 26-day challenge and 26 days, days of thankfulness is another hashtag. And just mark all those hashtags and just allow this uh, to create a stir and, and to create an attitude of gratitude throughout the whole month. That we will have, and, and what you'll notice at the end of this is that you won't be done with it in 26 days, that you'll be that much more empowered to have a thankful heart and to think good of people instead of looking at, the, at, at what's not good. Because every day we've got many, many, many opportunities, and especially the people closest to us. You know, in in the back of your mind you can think, yeah, I'm going to be nice to this one and this one, and you're not around them at all, but you need to start with the people that are closest to you because you see them every day. And it takes great faith to have an attitude that is thankful and right and and toward, toward people that are closest to you because they're around all the time and you know all their weaknesses, and it's easy to focus and complain about the things that are not right. You know how easy it is to complain and focus on what you don't have? It's very easy very easy to complain about things in the natural that way so there's my 26-day challenge starting today and i really encourage you to take a part in it and 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 like i said if you're not on social media and you need help uh you can call the church office and somebody will help you we'll assign somebody in the church or whatever to to connect with you do something that way if you're not on social media you don't know how to get on it's a good time to start yeah you know i'm too old no you're never too old you know, I told Lee Dunning one day. I said, "It's time for you to get on social media." Wow, well, that's just for the young people. No, it's not. It's for whoever. And now he really likes it, right? And yeah, yeah, and he's young. See, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, young is a state of mind. Uh-huh. You know, because um, <clears throat> the older you get, there's days you'll look in the mirror and you'll go, "Who is that?" <laughs> because on the inside, you feel younger. Yeah. See. If, if you have a young attitude if you, if you have an old attitude then you'll get older and, and you'll die early it's all a state of mind people choose what they want in life and if you want to live long and you want to live strong throughout your life that long and strong life will come from what we're going to talk about today about being grateful and about being thankful so um. The title of my message again, The Great State of Gratitude. Um, gratitude in one of the dictionaries. Um, so many dictionaries today. About 75 of them, and you can just go through there and, and, and try to find what you wanted to say. <laughs> anyway, so this is one of the, one of the dictionaries. Um, gratitude is defined as this the state of being grateful or thankful the state of being grateful or thankful the state it's a state of mind it's a it's a place to to have gratitude is to be in a place where you're not easily influenced to change what you think about a situation. You're not easily influenced. What will influence you? Circumstances. Attitudes. The way other people think will influence you. But when you, when you have gratitude, you are in a state or a place where you are choosing to not be moved by what you see, but to only react or operate from a state of mind that says God's Word is true, and I'm going to allow that to rule and govern my my life. Sandra read that Scripture earlier, being a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. And the rest of that passage says that if you're a hearer, and not a doer, then you deceive yourself. You can hear and hear and hear and hear and hear, but if you never do, okay, it'll never work. So you can go ten years and hear and hear and hear and hear and hear, and if you're not doing, it doesn't work. And you can live twenty years and be a here, 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 but you're not a doer, it doesn't work. Why? Because the enemy comes and makes sure that circumstances, circumstances will come your way to make you change your mind. And if you can be swayed and influenced in the choice that you make to think good or to be thankful or have a good attitude, then you'll be, you'll, you'll be swayed. You'll be moved and you'll get off of what God is telling you to do and the attitude He's telling you to have. Now, the problem with this, if there's a problem, is that it is the most difficult thing That any person has to do in life. To be thankful when you have a natural right to be unthankful. To walk and live in gratitude when you should have every right to feel the opposite of that. It is the most difficult thing you'll ever do, bar none. And your mind may argue with you that there's more difficult things. There may be more things in the natural realm physically that are difficult. But to do this, what I'm talking about, what we're going to talk about all month long, to accomplish this and allow this to become a state of mind and an attitude that you are not swayed from is the most difficult thing you'll ever do. How many in here today are open for difficult challenges? If you're ever going to accomplish anything you got you have to you can't you can't focus on the simple things and sweep the difficult things under the carpet because all they'll do is they'll just follow you wherever you go well that's too difficult I'll just move yeah but when you move you're still there well uh I'll just change jobs yeah but when you go to the next job you'll still be there and on and on and on amen so, I want you to think about <clears throat> a couple things today. I said to you earlier, and I want you to, I want you to keep this all month long, that through this month, you're going to become aware that thankfulness is a weapon. It's a weapon. And when you begin to see it as a weapon, then the weapons that the enemy uses against you will fall to nothing. The weapons of the enemy have no power when we operate in the Spirit. Having a thankful heart comes from a spiritual perspective, not a natural perspective. You you can't work up thankfulness. Well, try to be good. No, No, no. You can't try. You have to just be. You can't work it up. Because the harder you work it up, the more frustrating you'll get. Because there'll be so many more opportunities to... Be the opposite. So many will arise. But when you are in a state of gratitude, of gratefulness, of thankfulness, when you're in that state and you cannot be moved because of what you're practicing every day of your life, then you win. Every single time you win. And you know, I could make a statement like this. I could say, if you don't win, then the, de- then the Bible is lying. I don't even believe in making those kind of statements. I'm just telling you what the Word says, and the Word will stand on its own. We don't have to say if and if and if and well, if, if. and No, there are no ifs or buts about it. The Word is true, and let everything and everybody else on planet Earth be a liar. But the Word stands true. Now, well, Pastor, I don't know about all that. Okay. So let's look at this. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, um, and verse 16, 17, and 18. Verse 16 says this Rejoice always. That's verse 16. Smallest verse in the Bible. Verse 17 is the second smallest verse. Pray without ceasing. And then verse 18 says, In everything give thanks. How much? Everything. How much is everything? everything? It's everything. In everything. Yeah, but you know. <clears throat> you, you, you don't know what I've dealt with, and you don't know what I've been through, you don't know what I'm facing, and you don't know, no, no, no. Talk, talk to the hand. Talk to God, right? Talk to the pages. In everything, give thanks. Now, what this verse of Scripture didn't say is, be thankful for everything that comes against you. Be thankful for everything that you experience and that you have to deal with in life. I didn't say that you have to be thankful for difficult times. In the midst of everything, be thankful. In the midst of what comes your way, be thankful. Now watch, it goes even deeper than this. You might wish you hadn't come today after I read this part. <laughs> for this, well, you know, I, I, I just don't know that I'm supposed to do that. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for... Who? Who? Everybody say it real loud. Okay, I'm saying to you, but it's to me, and from you to me being you being the me. (laughs) Right? Right? It is the will of God for you in the midst of every situation to give thanks. It's God's will. When Jesus was, you read John chapter 20 or 21, I think it's 21, some of the last things that Jesus said to the Apostle John, he said, he went to him, he said, I mean to, yeah, to what did I say? To to Peter, in the book of John, he said to Peter. Peter, do you love me? Oh, Master, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Why are you asking me that? I love you. Then do what I say. Do my will. Again, third time. Do do you love me? Master, I, 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 I love you. He's saying to me to us today to love him doesn't see his love for you is unconditional this isn't about if i don't love him he's not going to love me no he loves you his love for you is unconditional do you love him the question is will you do what his will is and what is His will? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And in all things, all things, everything you face, give thanks. Turn to me. Look at me. Don't look at that. Don't look at that. Don't look at that. Don't look at that. Don't meditate on that. Don't, don't spend time on that. Don't allow yourself to focus on what they just did to you. What someone said. What, what situation happened. No, no, no. Don't look at that. Don't look at Don't look at that. Look at me. Look at me and and thank me and give thanks to me. And I'm telling you, it becomes a weapon that you use every minute of every day. You never take a vacation from giving thanks. You never take a break and get off of giving thanks and doing the will of God because when you do the will of God, you'll reap the results. So, I want you to look at a psalm that is kind of a universal psalm it's psalm 100 seems like everybody knows that the very little time i spent in church as a five-year-old this is what i learned and it's five verses long and it says this Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. In other words, everybody. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made you and not we ourselves. We didn't create ourselves. No matter what anybody else tells you, He made you. So, because He made us, then we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Verse 4, enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. Every time something happens and He says, no, 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 don't look at that. No, 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 no. don't listen to that. Throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it away. Don't listen. Don't pay attention. All it's going to do is stir you up. Focus on me. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. See, So, gates of the city church is right here in Psalm 100. Come into gates with thanksgiving. And actually, actually, that's what He's talking about there. Enter into the gates. Through the gates was into the presence of the Lord. In, into what? you know, you can break this down, you can preach this in different directions, but into the gates is the house of God. God's heart and His eyes and His whole passion is on His house. See? And the house in the New Testament is the church, which is what? Which is the body of Jesus Christ, right? And when we discern that correctly, that, that the body is the church, the church is His house, and when we enter into the house with a heart of thanksgiving, then we can go to the courts. And the courts represent everything out there. See, when you come into the house and you're faithful in the house and you're planted in the house and you learn to worship in the house and you learn to be thankful in the house and you learn to have a weapon to shut down all the unthankful attitudes and, and, and potential attitudes that you can have in life, when you learn those things in the house through the gates, then you go in the courts... And you begin to praise Him in the midst of the difficult situation. Sitting here right now, there's not a lot of opposition against you except what comes to your mind. You can be sitting here listening to me, not like something and meditating on something. You can choose to do that. But in most cases, because I'm talking, you're not thinking and you're not having the enemy bombard you with a lot of different things. Actually, faith should be arising in your heart. So when you purpose to come and get something here, when you go out there, you begin to praise God. You'll begin to honor and, and look at Him in the midst of difficult times or situations. See, life wouldn't be hard if there wasn't anybody else but you. It wouldn't be hard. There'd be no difficulty in life. See, the problem is people. See, everything would be great with me if I just didn't have the people. Everything would be great for you if it wasn't for all the people. Yeah, I would be. See, but that's what our heads try to tell us. Well, i have going for this person or that. No, 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 no. No. In spite of people and in spite of situations, God made us to be connected. That's why we need here. That's why we need this, so that when we go out there, we'll have a heart of praise. And we'll have a heart of thanksgiving and wanting to praise Him and focus on Him and look to Him and, and, and have an attitude of gratitude you know, towards Him and an attitude of gratitude for being alive and we'll be focusing on all the different things that we could be thankful for instead of meditating on one little thing that happened trying to ruin my whole day. One little thing can try to spoil everything else, and yet if you use the weapon of thankfulness and praise and you shut that thing down, you know, and you use the weapon against that and against those situations, then all of a sudden, and you look around, and the rest of the day and the rest of your time can be that much greater, and you can experience what God wants you to experience in life because you're not focused on what you don't have or what's not working or what someone else has done. There's so much to live in life, but when we're not in a state of mind of having gratitude and thankfulness to God, when we're not in that state of mind, the enemy is robbing you of life. And you're going through life like you're carrying some big ball and chain and dragging this thing around and it's everybody else's fault and it's because of this. And, it, and if, if it was just like this, it already is. Everything that pertains to life, to your life that you need in life, has already been given to you. It's already inside of you. But if you don't tap the well and the wealth of the wisdom of God and the understanding of God, if you don't tap it, you don't learn how to have a thankful heart then you'll go through life allowing people to rob you of things that you could experience today and when tomorrow comes because of yesterday and it's not been dealt with then the next day is not any good and the next day isn't because you thought about what someone said 3 days ago and because of the see because our focus is on the wrong thing our focus is on people and what people think and say or our focus is on what we don't have well, you know, if I was just married to that person, things would be better. Well, if I just didn't have all this issue, if, if this person would just change, then I could do that. No, no. You'll be, be trying to get things to change in your life for the rest of your life, and you, and, and you end up going to the grave and never experiencing the goodness of God. How good God is. The rest of that verse says, Be thankful to Him and bless His name, for the Lord is What? He's good. How do you tap that? How do you tap it? You tap it by entering His gates with thanksgiving and then practicing what you're learning about thanksgiving by praising Him in the courts. And the courts represent day to day. Courts represent everything else in your life. You have to be connected, truly planted to something that's bigger than you are. To experience in life the good things of God. Have you ever been, you ever been in in a time in your life where it seems like, you know, a stretch or a period, and you know, some may be longer than others, but where it just feels, you just you you, you just feel like that every step, it's like you've got lead weight tapped around your ankles, you know, just wrapped around your ankles and it's just like every step is like this. You ever felt that way? Where it's just like every step. And you know, if you've experienced times like that or seasons like that, it's normal. A lot of times people want to blame the devil for seasons and times like that. Well, it's not God putting lead weight around you you know it's circumstances trying to get the best of you what I've always learned is every time God wants to teach me a new thing there is more pressure because if I just have the glimpse of looking like I'm going to be thankful instead of complaining man the enemy is going to come from every direction we don't want to give the enemy all that much credit but the deal is that he, he takes people down because people don't practice righteousness. They don't practice thankfulness. They don't practice developing in themselves who they are in God. And because of that, it's like the scripture that Sandra used earlier during the offering about being doers of the word and not just hearers only if we don't develop it and learn to do it and learn to put it to work, if, if thankfulness doesn't become the weapon that we're going to talk about over this month, if it doesn't become a weapon in your life, okay, then it's there, the potential is there, but, it's, but you're not, you're not uh, reaping the fruit of, of what you should be reaping as a result of the potential that you have on the inside. Everything that we need to be victorious in life is inside of us if we're born again. It's already in us. It's already in us. The moment moment that you were conceived in your mother's womb, every one of us here today, the moment that you were conceived, you were whole. I mean, you you were microscopic. You were very little, but you were whole. And that whole person... It didn't add an arm and then add a leg and then later on the, it was all whole. And all what, what did it do? It just went just like Yeah, just like that. 56 years later I look like this. But there was a time that I was smaller than the end of that little finger. But I was The same whole person. Whole. All there. And the moment you got born again, you had everything that you needed to deal with life. And today, I'm just giving you a piece of something that will change your life forever. It will change you forever if thankfulness and gratitude and gratefulness become a weapon in your life. That all you can think about is being thankful. All you can think about is the good in people around you and never talking and allowing yourself to say... When I first got challenged on this, I want to say it was 1995 or six. And 30 days, we did a 30-day challenge in our church. It wasn't during Thanksgiving, I don't think. It was a 30-day challenge. And, and what we were to do is write down how many times a day we had something negative to say about someone else and and i made the challenge to the church thinking you know <laughs> you know i don't I don't do that hardly at all i was shocked at how many little things would come out of my mouth i'd be watching something on tv like in the day watching christian television and making some snide remark about somebody's hair. Wow, look at that guy's hair. What about that? Well, you know, you don't think that's being critical of somebody, but what is that being critical of somebody? You may not think that's that big of a thing, but it's a big thing because little things like that, if you got 15 of those little things, they lead to bigger things. And the more you practice that, the worse it gets. Why not us practice saying something good? Yeah, but actually you gotta really reach to say something good about that guy, so reach! Huh? And if you can't find one thing, just say nothing. Just smile. That, that's a good thing. Right? How many know facial and body expressions say a whole lot? You know, so and so? You know Brian Atkins? (laughs) No, I'm messing with you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're going to find something good to say, and I promise you there's a whole lot more good in people than you think. You know why? Because you've been meditating on the negative, and it could just be one little thing. Yeah, but you don't know what he did. No, but God does. And God's given you the ticket out. People talk about Judas, you know, in the Bible, he betrayed Jesus. But I heard this statement years ago that the disciples asked him at the Last Supper, who's the one that's going to betray? He says, the one who's dipping his hand in in the wine or the juice with me. It's the one who's dipping in. And I heard somebody say this, that right then, Jesus was giving Judas a way out. Right then he was giving Judas a way to repent for what he, what he had already conspired with the people to come and seize him. That he could repent for betraying him. Jesus is always giving you and I the opportunity out of situations. I promise you that most of, people, most of the problems in people's lives are self-inflicted. And where does the self-infliction start? With the mouth. And you start changing this, and you start being thankful and seeing it as a weapon, there's no end. I'm telling you today, there's no end to what you can accomplish as a human being. By your words, you're justified. By your words, are you condemned death and life for your life or in the power of what you say? Those that love it, whether death or life, will eat the fruit of it. If I choose to have a thankful heart, and that's what my tongue speaks all the time, then I'm going to reap the fruits of that. I choose to say the negative things and go against people and find the criticalness in in, in things that are out there. Listen, listen, I know what it's like to be critical. When you're critical of someone else, it helps to secure who you are. People are made that way. People were made over time that way. God didn't create you that way. You were made over time that way. That when you speak negative of someone else, it makes you feel better because at least you're not like that person. I'm telling you, it's true. That's what gets most people in so much trouble because they're looking for so many ugly things to say about people because of the insecurities in their own life. But God's giving you the plan. I'm telling you today that the weapon of thankfulness, of gratitude of gratefulness, of appreciation. That weapon is what will liberate your life. Today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year for the rest of your life. It will liberate you. And listen, we're not going anywhere. So we can practice all the time. Multiple times a day. Over and over and over again. We can practice. And I promise you, there's no shortage of people to practice on. Hmm? The planet is... Swelling. That's right, Pastor. Okay. So I want to end with this. I want to give you these. These are just real. This is just a simple thought process. Okay? This is a simple thought process of four things that come from, four things that come as a result of this being a state of mind. Thankfulness being a state of mind. Gratefulness being a state of mind. Four things. Number one, faith. Luke 17 and verse 11. Luke 17 and verse 11. Now it happened as He, Jesus, went to Jerusalem that He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as He entered a certain village, there met Him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted their voices and they said to Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when He saw them, He said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, Say one of them. When he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorifying God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a what? He was a Samaritan, which the Jews had nothing to do with. He was a foreigner. Uh, he was a Muslim. He was a you know some Middle Eastern person that, you know, in, in our country. Uh, lots of people have had issues and problems with for whatever reason. There's neither, neither male nor female in the body of Jesus Christ. There's, there's no, neither slave nor free man. I mean, there are lots of people in different sects of groups of, uh, uh, of people on planet earth that do bad things. But that doesn't group everybody in that. Can you say amen to that? I don't care what you think, you can't get on some bandwagon about being against some culture or group of people or ethnic group of people and against somebody because of where they were raised or where they came from. That's ridiculous. You know, there's two groups of people on the planet. Saved and unsaved. That's it. And all of them were created in the image of God and all of them were created for salvation. Hell was not intended for humanity. If, if man chooses to go to hell, that's their choice. But hell was chosen, was created for the devil and his demons. And we're here to make a difference. Can you say amen? So he said, he, so he was a Samaritan. Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, watch this, and he said to him, arise, go your way. What made him well? Huh? What made him well? The anointing on Jesus? The faith in Jesus, but his, the faith in that guy to do what Jesus said and it produced. Hmm? What's the will of God? Give thanks. What did he do? He was healed. He came back. He gave thanks. What about the other nine? I'm not for sure, but more than likely died of leprosy. And you know what happens? They probably got cleansed, but without a thankful heart, they weren't able to maintain their healing. We won't maintain in life without thankfulness being a weapon to deal with stuff that comes. Can you say amen? Number two, patience. James one three. James 1, 3, or 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you, when you fall into or encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. Number two is patience. These are four, these are four things that thankfulness develops. It develops faith, and it develops Patience. Scripture in the Bible says, it's through faith and patience we inherit. It's through faith and patience that we inherit. When we learn to be thankful, we develop faith, we develop patience, and what happens? We inherit. I don't know about you, but that sounds good to me. Hmm? Number three, out of Romans 5 and verse 1, the third thing that is developed... Verse 1 says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we are also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance or patience that we just talked about, and perseverance produces what? Character. And when character is developed, it produces hope that will never, ever, ever disappoint you. Don't raise your hand when you say this, but I'm asking you this question. Don't raise your hand. How many have ever been disappointed? How many have ever been disappointed by someone else? And could that disappointment cause you to be ungrateful and unthankful and moan and groan and complain and stir up strife and create all kinds of stuff out of your mouth towards people that didn't do you right. But hope will never disappoint. Four things. Four things that as they're developed will cause you to, re- to reap. As faith is developed, and patience is developed, that creates a character that is being developed, that produces a hope that never disappoints, and it causes you to inherit everything that God created you to inherit. Amen. I don't know about you, but this month, every day, if you follow me on social media, you will see something else that I'm very, very, very grateful for. And today, I'm grateful for my wife. You just got lipstick. All over oh, lipstick all over my. I just got lipstick all over my lips. But it was worth it. (laughs) I'm very, very, very grateful. And you know what? When you're grateful, you don't meditate on things that you don't like. And so then there's no divorce in the future, you know? There's no separation in the future. There's no, because you're focusing and thankful for the things that are good. So every day, on social media, you'll see something for the next, after today, 25 days that I'm thankful and I'm grateful for that have great gratitude towards that is helping to develop a state of mind that cannot be influenced and swayed by circumstances or what anybody else does. And i just tell you, some of the things that I'm grateful for, some people that may see a picture that I put up on Instagram or Facebook and saying that I'm grateful for them, they may be shocked that I put the picture up. Because I'm going to put things up that God tells me and shows me I need to be thankful for. There's going to be things along this 26-day thing, this little challenge that I'm giving you, there'll be things that I will come across that God will say, now I want you to be thankful for that because it's going to create more of a weapon in your life to shut other things down. I want you to be thankful for that person. I want you to be thankful in this situation right here. I, mean, I can't think of any at the moment, but there may be some where people are shocked that I put their picture up. You don't know how many people can be held in bondage because of things you hold on to. I'm not saying that like in a bad way. I'm just saying, man, let's get rid of this. Huh? anything that I'm not grateful or thankful for, let's get rid of it. All month long, on Wednesdays and Sundays, there's not going to be separate messages on Wednesdays, everything is focused on the great state of gratitude. It Makes me just want to smile right now. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm just thankful and grateful being a part of a house. And a body in it. Church. And a part of the kingdom of God. Just grateful and thankful.